know I left my scrapbook out. I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But you see, Paul, it's all okay. Last night, it came so clear. I realize you just need more time. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Paul, do you know about the early days at the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking your Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working, but they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Danny, whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. And he forgot. Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. Eddie, please! Almost done. Just one more. Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of Citizen Frame. You're jo- I'm joined here, I'm Kieran, your host, by the way, I keep forgetting to announce myself. You don't need to announce yourself, Kieran, they all know. That's right. They know I mean, your dulcet yeah. tones anywhere, you know. You know <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're saying. You know, even sometimes Superman has to take off his cape. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Kent has to remove his glasses, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that, by the way, that's Trevor. Yeah, hiya, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> as, we mentioned here. La- <laughs> as we mentioned in the last podcast, um, we are delaying the new Cronenberg film just because we can't have access to it. We have no; it's not available on demand yet or in the theater. So we are sadly going to be talking about an actor that we just recently lost, the great James Kahn. Well, James Kahn, famous for playing. Tough guy, the tough guy in the seventies. The Godfather, from the Godfather, the great role of Sonny, yep. to Rollerball, to the Gambler, and to one of my personal favorites, Michael Mann's first outing, Thief. Mm-hmm. And they kind of disappeared a little bit, but but what better way to pay a little homage to James Caan by the movie that resurrected his career? It quite did actually, and and uh, just. And gave us the great, great Kathy Bates. Yes. And so we are here to talk misery, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So we get a little Stephen King, go figure. Yeah. Horror. Well, it's not really horror. This is a thriller. Yeah, it's more of a psychological thriller. You know, it's funny because I think personally, I don't know when misery was, was written, whatnot. I do realize, I do the know. 80s. That the book is about his alcoholism, yes, and his addiction, mm-hmm. and Annie Wilkes plays his alter ego. And Annie Wilkes is basically the um, the manifestation of his addictions, uh, and that because they were keeping him prisoner. Yeah, so that's why you have a nice, uh, soft, gentle side of her, but when when like King would be drunk, mm-hmm. then you get the ugly side. Yeah, of so I think that's what he was going with. Yeah, and she is so brilliant at. Um, um, portraying other, the, that full range of emotions, like the the emotional spectrum of really nice and sad and tragic, and then yeah, totally yeah. off the real psychotic. 
it's one of these. It's 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 definitely though. I always ground it a lot, but it is for Stephen King. Yes, we talked Stephen King before this. You had rabbit dogs. You had blood. You had uh, ghosts running hotels. You had although the, you know, the, the novel is much more violent than the film version. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, um, you had Carrie with the, you know the whole abracadabra. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Salem's Lot with the vampires. Uh, Christine, ghost car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had all these horror elements. So I think this is the first one where the public got to see and be taken more seriously as his work can, you know, as a writer. In in that's because of Misery. Because thanks to Misery, we then spawned Shawshank Redemption, The Mist, all these more films that are a lot more... The Green Mile. Yeah, The Green Mile, a lot more... God, I hate to say the smarter. Because that's not fair. Because all of his books are quite solid, but he got a lot more appreciation appreciating from. He got a different audience. Yes. Yeah. Into yeah. his world. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. Because I mean, like horror. There's always been a snobbery against the horror genre. Yeah. But, but Keen has always been, you know, a, a master of his craft, and you know his stories are, you know, they're they're always very character focused first and foremost. But I think a lot of people, um, in the sort of out in the mainstream, as soon as they hear horror, they'll turn their noses up at it and ignore it straight away. Exactly. Whereas King more sort of brought horror to the masses, if you know what I mean. And what's cool about this is that it gave horror its first Oscar for for an actress. Yes. Uh, Kathy Bates, and then the year after that, the horror the would would dominate. The Oscars with Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of, it, it's so funny. This coming from the man who played uh, Meathead in All in the Family, <laughs> and he did Spinal Tap, which is a fucking gem. Mm-hmm. And then he did When Harry Met Sally, which Rob is Reiner. Of, yeah. Great Stand film. by Me as well, another Stephen King adaptation. Stand by, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Stand by Me. How the fuck did I forget about Stand by Me? The Body. Based on the Body, on. yes. And then we've got him doing Misery, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, it, I really couldn't tell you back. I remember seeing this in the theater. Mm-hmm. And what I like about Misery and most of, King, most of King's stuff, one of my favorite adaptations by Stephen King is the movie with Johnny Depp called Secret Window. Yes. The, novella's, the novella Window. is brilliant. It's even better. John Turturro, you know, all these actors in it. But there's only... Four main actors: Timothy Hutton. You know, yeah, I, I would so, strongly advise reading the novella, which is in Four Past Midnight. Um, uh, I it, it's it's even better. But yes, I, I really enjoy Secret Window as well. Yeah. But what worked with Secret Window is one location, primarily mm-hmm. one location, and you had very little actors. Yes. Maybe four that you need, that you can mention. More focused. This is the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Where you've got James Caan, Paul Sheldon, Kathy Bates, Danny Wilkes, the great late God love him, Richard Farnsworth, who plays Buster, yes. Francis Steenhagen, who plays Virginia. Those Lauren two Bacall make the film. Even has Lauren Bacall. Yeah. This is, yeah, a little cameo there, and perfect, perfect casting. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably talk about this as we go, but I'm going to tell Kathy Bates deserved the Oscar, hundred percent, big time, big time. James Caan got nothing. No nominees. Yeah, because he was he's unfairly, unjustly, I would say his yes. performance, which is much more harder, subtle, and um, yeah, I've no doubt probably harder to play. Um, but it, it's mu- it's a much more sort of restrained and um, sort of subtle performance compared to Bates, o- o- more over the top. Although she is absolutely fantastic at it, and hers yeah. is nuanced as well. 
But people, um, I have to say too, it's not just uh, it's not she's not definitely not hamming it up because the the nuance with her displaying all these this different range of emotions is, is absolutely fantastic. It's superb, but with Khan's performance, it was it, it's been overlooked by so many, and um, it's basically because this is a more restrained um performance. But it's it's still another fantastic performance. The two leads here are absolutely superb. Yeah, and. Sadly, we lost Richard Farnsworth. He took his own life. He took his own life, did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, a couple right. of actors back in the late 90s did that. Pretty sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Him and Brian Keith. Yes. Another actor took his own life because they were diagnosed with terminal cancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just a year after he was nominated for an Oscar. I'm surprised you don't know this one. Street Story. Yes. There you go. Yep. Street Story is brilliant. And it's very, it's the most unlynchian um, film made by David Lynch. It's yeah. just so. It's just an. It's actually made for Disney, like Lynch and um, Disney are not fucking bad fellows that you would imagine. Uh, have you seen it? Straight story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah. It's very Disney. Yeah, very Disney. It's, it's a nice. It's just a nice uh, film about this um, Richard Farnsworth uh, trekking across America on a what do you call it <laughs> on lawnmower? Yeah. <laughs> to, to meet his brother to make up with his brother. Yeah. So let's just jump into it here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a famous story with uh, James Caan in this, and it goes to show you what James Caan was as an actor. Because mm-hmm. this day and age, you have all prima donnas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you don't give a shit. There's a famous story that one day of shooting, he was it wasn't drunk, he was just very hungover. Yeah, and his performance was shit. Mm-hmm. And Rob Reiner actually to save face says there was a problem in the editing lab. We're gonna have to film we have the same reshoot. Again. We have to shoot the day again because he didn't want to embarrass Khan. Yes. Well, Khan found out that was a lie, and Khan goes, "Take that out of my paycheck." Yes. You make sure everyone is paid for that day. Yeah. I will pay for that day of shooting. So very dirty earth. Yeah. Not like oh okay. Yeah. Good. He just. He wasn't a diva. That's, that's, he, a diva. he wasn't a diva, and you know. Yeah, he wasn't a douche. And it comes. He just well to me stuff like that. He just comes uh, um, across as just um, basically a pretty down to earth guy, and my type of guy, you know. Uh, you pretty much get the introduction um, pretty much out of the way. You know, you, you see his routine. You know, the champagne, yes. the one copy, the cigarette, and the and the cigarette, which will come almost be his downfall. Mm-hmm. And when he gets into his accident. Now, I never got this. She never mentioned it. Maybe the book does. Does she deliberately sabotage him? Um, it's, crash? Oh, I'd have to reread the book. Uh, I mean, I've got the book Because this here. one, he just skids out of the road. It just seems like a really big coincidence. No, no, no. No, no the thing is, she was, she was, and she even states it in the film. Um, the, the accident itself, I think, as far as I'm aware, is it happens naturally. However, the reason she just happens to be on the scene is because she had been watching him. She's basically she had been stalking him. Okay, because she said, she, "Yeah, she does say something like God was watching us yes. and had us be, meant to be together or something." She, 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 he had been as he was in the cabin finishing the book. He was outside basically stalking him. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, the accident itself, you know, where he skids off the road, is natural sort of thing. If you know what I mean, it wasn't anything to do with her. However, the, the coincidence, or it's not really a coincidence, the fact that she um, just happened to be there on the scene is because she was stalking him. Okay, okay. Um, so, what works, we won't go through every scene because there's no point. It's, it's, each scene is a pot boiler. Yes. 
Because you never know what any you're going to get that walks into that room. And the, the tension is, is fucking unbearable at times. And I mean that in the best possible way. The way tension should be. Apparently Reiner um, was heavily influenced in the making of this by Hitchcock's style and studied Hitchcock. Oh, I can see a lot of yeah. he, I, like rear window in this. Mm-hmm. I can see a lot of um, oh, Psycho. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, you yeah. can see, yeah, you can see a lot of that peppered in mm-hmm. more of the films that are isolated, but, but more of the, the um, tension as well. But you know, the build up attention of those techniques and stuff, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, um, every basically scene is a sort of it's a little sort of tense pot boiler of you know what Annie we're gonna get, and you know, uh, and it's 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 superbly done. It's. And then you and have, all have the, you have these two characters, um, you know, coming and going. She's taking care of him, yes. and you see his legs. Oh, hor- horrible! <laughs> great effects, great effects. And yeah. we talked about I can't believe what to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you could bring up fucking David Lynch, I could bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, I have no problem bringing up Arnie. Yeah, that's cool by me. And the, which, by the way, James Con worked with Arnie mm-hmm. in Eraser, one of my favorites. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what James Kahn does here, and what Schwarzenegger does well, is facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Because he's wounded, he doesn't have much to say. It's very darkly he, comedic as well. Yeah, he's got some great sense of humor. Yeah. If I knew this was going to be my gift, I would have burned all my books. <laughs> um, or the but, bit where she's, um, it's later on in the film, where she's, like, it's out of her, um, you know, like her Jeep. And she's like waving at him and stuff, and he just gives. It's just after she's broken his legs, or yeah. his ankles. He just gives her the finger. And he goes, "Oh, you kidder!" <laughs> um, but it the what makes this film well so good is a the, their two their chemistry is brilliant. Yes, and Kathy Page's uh, acceptance of her Oscar, she pretty him? much said, "This is not because of me." This is because of my acting partner, and it was the, the chemistry. The uh, well, just it's a little as well. It's, a, it's a, yeah. It's no. It's just a little subtle things. James Con. Every time he moved, he was you know scrunch. He was pain. he was wheezing. He was in pain. Yeah. But then the next scene it takes you know about a week later. Mm-hmm. You see it through his emotions. Yes, that it's been a couple weeks because he's healing a little more. Yeah. So it's becoming more alert. Like when he starts to realize he's going to hide the pills. Yes. He's more, at, he's more, he's starting to come to his own. Yes. But also we have to say as well, there's some great acting by him through his eyes. Because obviously he's oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Facial, but it's all done through facial expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have never felt so sorry for a character oh, yeah. who doesn't really move. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he just plays, you know, he's wincing the whole time and, <laughs> But he sells it so well. Oh yeah, even totally believable. Even, oh, this helps. Even with a little beak, you know, a little sweat on his forehead, or yeah, you know, just anything. But Bates uh, as well um, is so you know with the character of Annie, um, you know, she's, she's actually although she's an absolute psycho and you know she's done and she does um, to, some totally horrific things. You know her backstory with killing the babies and the old people. You know whenever she was a nurse and stuff. But there's still a real tragedy to her. Um, because you know, in those certain scenes, beautifully played by Bates, you know, where um, and also apparently, apparently on set, 
Bates, this isn't in the book by the way, Bates and Rob Reiner decided that Annie's backstory would also be that she was abused by her father, sexually abused by her father. So it lends more sort of weight and tragedy to her, what she's become, you know, this absolute horror show. And then whenever she does really fly off the handle, something, you know, even even those scenes where she's like, you know, talking about Rocket Mile and stuff, they're darkly humorous, but they're so powerful as well at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to love her. Because what happens is... But you can feel sorry for her and not love her. Yes, exactly. That's the problem I have because I felt cheated. Cause it, but that's her brilliant acting. Yes. Like she, after she, she sells she it makes, as, as a real human, um, deep, obviously deeply flawed, but also a very tragic sort of person. Well, it's after she burns the book on him. Yes. He makes a burn the book, which is James Conn's best scene in that film. That's yeah, right there. Yeah, where he can't even look at the book when he throws the match. You can you can fucking feel his sort of oh, you feel so oh, sorry for him. It's, yeah, it's... and when she's calling him out, I know this is. I saw you on the Murph Griffin show. Mm-hmm. I know this is what you do. You don't have a copy because you think he yes. jinxed you. Blah blah blah, and he just he has no choice. And when she starts suddenly throwing the the lighting fluid on him, yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, it's, it's it's intense. The tension. But I hated her from that scene. That's where I really. And then when she comes back next year, you like her because she's you know yeah. She's just so <laughs> she's like a child. Yes, exactly. Uh, she's childlike. Even the you know the scene with the pig where she's running about the room oinking and stuff. Yeah, with misery. The pig. <laughs> misery. Wink, wink, wink. But then the next like just like on the like a flip of a switch, and and the next scene, um, she's um, you know after he's you know she finds out that he's she's all excited you know about re- you know getting the first glimpse at this um, new brand new book by Paul Sheldon, and then um, whenever she finds out that he's killed off misery, um, oh, fuck that's you know terrifying you know. Yeah. You know, and even, uh, but even one of the early scenes where you, where you first realize, if your first realizes that, yeah, she she's a bit of a, a sort of um, nut job, is whenever um, she's feeding him the soup and she, she says, Well, yeah. I don't want to swear, but the, the swearing, swearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the only time she swears herself, I think I'm correct in this, is um, at the very end, at the big fight at the end, where she, um, she completely loses it and calls him a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean that. I mean that's like I said. Each scene, every time she opens that door, who are you gonna get? Yeah, oh, it's 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 brilliant. So it and is. so the scene that kind of ruined it for me. Well, not ruined the film. That sequence for me is the first scene where he he. Well, I like the ones when he first tries to get out of bed. Yes, when she's gone, and he falls, and you yeah. see his legs. He sells the pain. Yeah, so well. And he's got, a, and then she comes back, and he's on the floor. <laughs> That's really intense. Again, more uh, superb tension where she's on her way back, and he's like basically um, being out of the room. Uh, no, that's a different scene. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. That's the scene I'm disappointed in. Really? Because well, I think yeah, that's fantastically because, done. No, I, I see that ruined the scene ruined it for me because the reason, and this is me, I can't believe I'm, uh, I saw this or felt this. Mm-hmm. He sneaks out because he found the hairpin. Yes, and he unlocked. And so she goes like to get she's paper. Scrapbooks. She she makes him go. She he makes her to go get paper because mm-hmm. the smudges whatever. And so he sneaks out while she's away, mm-hmm. and he knocks over the penguin. Yes, and he grabs the penguin and he puts it back in place. But the wrong way around. But the wrong way around. They should have cut that hole out. They should have cut all that out. No, they I think cut. that's a brilliant. Scene. No, it doesn't work. Because what happens since he? What happens is when he knocks that penguin over, that's fine. Knock it over. 
but he grabs it. The audience is like, oh. Mm-hmm. But don't have to see him put it back. You know he puts it back. Yes. Once you showed him and they zoom in of him putting it in the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know she's going to find out that he got out. Mm-hmm. On a first- so that ruins the intensity of the scene, the whole scene now, because when she's driving up the driveway and he's got to get back and unlock, you know, lock the door. Yeah. Well, you know he's going to get away with it. Because she's not, she's gonna find that penguin later on in the film. Oh, on repeat viewing, I agree with that uh, to a certain extent. You will notice that uh, on repeat viewing. However, for a first time, you'll not take that on board. Really. I think you would. I think you would because that's that is that is Maybe. foreshadowing. That's it's still foreshadowing. really good for me. The scene. Yeah, it's no, it's a nice scene. Don't get me wrong, but the intent, the, I knew he, there was no build up. He, he was gonna get away because it's good. It's foreshadowing. They shouldn't have foreshadowed that shot. I, uh, well, I mean, it, it still works for me, and I think even on repeat viewing, it's still and that's a minor, very, very tense scene. Yes, it's that's a it's a minor mm-hmm. thing. Don't get me wrong; this is one of Stephen King's and definitely Rob Reiner's best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think they could have built on that a little better. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's you know we have, we haven't talked about my two favorite Buster and Virginia. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, these guys are so fun. They're the married couple. I like how when you first introduce to him and um, uh, Laura Bacall calls him, mm-hmm. going, "Hey, we're, we're missing our writer," and he kind of blows it off like it's nothing. Yes, and he, he, they, they act like a little farm esque kind of small town company. Well, yeah, he's very turned uh, Where she, Laura Bacall, is the, like the big shot sort of New York City um, publishing agent, you know. Yeah, well, when I was talking, I was talking about the relationship between him and his wife. Yes, uh, yeah. So they, they're just this country folk, and they're just down. But she's he's always a lot, Yeah, <laughs> and he's a lot smarter than we're first introduced to him as. Yes, yeah. So he starts falling the pieces. He's almost Columbo-like. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very. Yeah, he, he acts like a like a like a buffoon. Yes, but he's not. Yeah, like when he sees the tree branch broken. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been anything. Yes, um, but he he senses is telling him something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he you know he's get the chopper out, which is Rob Reiner I believe is the pilot. Yes, mm-hmm. in that scene. Uh, but he's a lot smarter, and their and their banter is very funny. Mm-hmm. And they bring well, they're more of a sort of um, comic relief, you know, um, to the the intensity of you know the whole sort of um, you know Annie Wilkes and Paul Sheldon scenes. You know, yeah. it's given the audience time to catch their breath after. You know, maybe watching you know, Annie Wilkes, you know, doing something really sort of over the top or brutal to Paul Sheldon. And there's a nice shot, though, uh, where you knew this is, you didn't know if this was going to end well because it is Stephen King, where after the cop, uh, the sheriff, after, investigates the broken branch, they're on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and then we see any, any a car coming past them. Mm-hmm. And it's Annie Wilkes. Yes. Doesn't even look. Doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Just keeps on driving. Yeah. Right there, you knew. Yeah. He's good. Paul Sheldon's fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just just little subtle little moments like yeah. that that can build tension and hit you like a brick. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I just ah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And then it's an hour and forty minutes, and it just flies by. It's a master class in tension. And just that sort of, it's very, and I know there was, a, um, there has been a stage version of it, but it does play, it, it's very, you know, with a small cast and stuff, and, and the one so the one main location, you know, the, basically the bedroom, 
Um, it does. It, it is quite stage play. Um, yeah. Uh, so a secret window. Yes. Yeah. And that, that totally works for it. And um, yeah, I, I think it's a masterclass in um, psychological terror and you know uh, tension and all all the rest. I think it's one of the greatest um, Hollywood thrillers ever made, and certainly one of the greatest Stephen King adaptations. It's um, Bruce Willis, I think, played him on stage. Yes, and Laurie Metcalf, who plays. Oh, she's perfect. Who um, plays Annie? Uh, who play? Who was in Scream Two as one of the killers? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she's very good. Uh, so after that scene where she just drives by the police, yes, you know he's fucked, and then the next scene she opens the door and it's dark, mm-hmm. and she just found out he killed Misery <laughs> in, the la- in her the last novel. Yeah, and then she turns and goes, "Just to let you know, nobody knows you're here. Yeah, I never called anybody. That's right. Blah blah. Yeah. And keep in mind, if I die." You die. You die. Yeah. And she's his chilling. face. She's fucking his, chilling. But as well as she sells it, James Conn's face is, fuck me. Yeah, he knows. This is now he knows. Now shit's I, have, I have to do what I can do to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Or my days are numbered. <laughs> when she makes him burn the book, I just like we oh, talked about. That's the most brutal ago. scene I think. <laughs> I when he that's worse than his fucking ankles getting um, broken. <laughs> I know when he when he has to throw that match on there. I, like I said, he he looks away. Uh-huh. He can't even look at him throwing the match on yeah. there. Yeah, it's fucking just just. But there's also stuff as well. Um, in retrospect, sort of on, on rewatch, you realize you know with, with Kane sort of, um, you know later saying that basically Annie Wilkes was about his addictions and stuff. Um, later it's basically her Paul Sheldon obviously because into this in the book as well. Basically her Paul Sheldon deals with this and her what ultimately saves him is his writing where he re- where he writes the book um so he does um and you know it's basically i think that's more of a sort of commentary by Keane saying he was saved by his writing you know yeah you know so there's a lot of yeah that's so much right that's, that's, here. that's right because he's saved by his writing yes by bringing back misery because of the bee sting yes that's right <laughs> the bee sting back then the bee stings put her in a coma and she was alive the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know he and I love those scenes where um you know he's clearly having jobs at her, but she doesn't even realize you know Paul Sheldon like he names the grave digger after her. <laughs> she goes, yeah, you have to change this. It's not good enough. Apart from the bit where you name the grave digger after me, <laughs> and, <laughs> and when she's all excited, she goes, oh, yeah. I'm gonna play my Liberace album. Yeah, that's right. And I'm gonna play them all day. Yeah, and he's like, are you a Liberace fan? Yeah. Who do you think was in front row at uh, <laughs> Carnegie Hall? Wherever he says that's right. Or uh, even and, and uh, or even Tom's we, face is priceless. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Even whenever uh, she says no, it's not good enough. Um, you're gonna have to rewrite it. Uh, or oh, no, it's actually the scene where she, um, you know, she say yes. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's after. It's it's before or after she burns the book. Can't remember. But he turns around and really sort of deadpan and truly goes. As much as I appreciate your criticism, you know, your skills as a critic. You know what I mean. <laughs> the, the the scene where he well, he saw it kind of on and off. He's hiding the pills that she's given him. Yeah. And so there's, I never caught this. I never understood why he did it. Mm-hmm. So, as he's he's taking the he's popping he's he's opening the capsule of each pill. Yes. And he's putting it in this little pouch he made. Yeah. So obviously he's gonna drug her. Yes. But he smells it, and then he tastes it. Yes. I never figured out why he did that until today. It's it's coating. It's a coating based drug. They're supposed to be. No, you know why he did it. Mm-hmm. 
because he's gonna put it in her drink. Yes. So he does. He doesn't want to. He didn't want oh, yeah, to have yeah. that smell or that taste. Yeah, he didn't want to throw it off. It. But here, it's all for nothing anyway. <laughs> oh my! This now you talk about the scene with the it's penguin, fierce. and you thought that was intense. Yeah. This is the most heartbreaking moment. Yeah. And the scene is fierce. <laughs> Everything's going smooth. They're having dinner because misery's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and she knocks over the drink. Yeah. His face yeah. is perfect in that shot. Again, brilliant acting by Khan. Uh, it's just and oh, his acting is basically as you were saying facial express, expressions and acting with his eyes you know uh, and then it cuts to the scene where he sneaks out again when she's going to do something yes and he sees the the scrapbook the, the scrapbook of her killing kids and yes blah blah and he's like oh fuck but that's when she comes in the <laughs> yeah. famous scene mm-hmm. where in the book she cuts his head his feet with an axe yeah, but also in the in the book, she actually kills the, the sheriff by stabbing him and then running over him in a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> no, I think his death is pretty intense because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it threw me off. Uh, yeah, once he does the hobbling, uh, I tell you what, yeah. I this is nothing against Kathy Bates, but God, just James Conn sell this. Oh yeah, Absolutely. the pain, and at the end he's seething. Yeah. He's seething because that's how much pain he's in. Oh, oh it's, it's brutal. And then after the second one, she does it the second time. Mm-hmm. He almost doesn't feel it practically because he, he, he's just yeah. numb. And then he just goes unconscious because just yeah. through the sheer pain of it all. Oh, <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theater and people go, fuck me. Again, well, this was a case of um, um, back when this was released in 1990, I'd have been about 13. And they wouldn't let us into it. The, the most horror films, if not all, um, were just given an 18 certificate straight away. We I didn't get into the cinema to see it. Um, I, I don't even know if we even tried because of that used to be knocked away, me and my mate. Um, because they were like for over 18s only. So I had to wait like a few months for this to be released on video. So most of the films I did watch back then, and there was a lot of them, were on video. Um, but yep, still loved it. And I still do to this day. And then after she does it, she says, God, I love you. <laughs> That's brilliant. Wow. It's, Sounds yeah. like my ex. Um, it's, and then Buster comes. He starts investigating. You know, he kind of puts the pieces together. And, yeah. And then Paul kind of makes that noise. So he goes back into the house. Yes. And he, she, 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 the nicest character in the movie yeah. gets his back blown well, it's off. brutal. Yeah. You don't see it coming. And I remember seeing this in the theater and it freaked me out. Very similar, actually, to Dick O'Halloran getting it in The Shining. You know, you yeah, think you don't carry- see it coming. Well, 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 yeah, you think, oh, he, he, he'll come, he'll save the day, and then it's the rug pull of, no, he won't. You know, like in the, the Kubrick version of The Shining, Jack Nicholson whacks Dick O'Halloran with the the axe. Um, and then, you know, in this one, Kathy shoots um, the sheriff. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good catch. I didn't catch that one. Mm-hmm. They also switch uh, the, the things. In, in The Shining, it's um, in the book, it's not an axe, but a mallet and in the oh yeah yeah in, in misery not it's, it's not mallet would, yeah would not it's not a mallet but uh a, what do you call it it's it's an axe so it's yeah. like they've switched them around those two films and the books obviously um, so i loved how he finally gets her mm-hmm. she wants to do a murder suicide and he calms her down and go well we got to finish the book first yes and he sets the book on fire. Oh, it's brilliant. And you're you're fucking, you're fucking rooting for you're cheering like And he beats the shit out of her. <laughs> I mean the, the he fucking and, and ironically enough she gets killed by the steel pig ornament. Yeah. Yeah. But God does she sell like, her face, her rage in her face is yeah. just oh. one 
And that's that's just the only time she swears. She calls him, you dirty cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to eat my book? Here, eat my oh, book. Bro, uh, yeah, the burnt pages yeah. in his oh, face. Oh, you're totally. That's that's the moment of catharsis. So it is, you know, where you poetic justice. Oh, 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 it's brilliant. You know, you know, she's literally eating his words, <laughs> and you're fucking cheering because fuck if anyone deserved it. They and um, you know, you you were totally yeah yeah you you were your the audience is Paul Sheldon at that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite Stephen Kings. And mm-hmm. She she would go on to do another one, which I don't think she was nominated, but should Dolores Claiborne. Dolores Claiborne. It is one of the darkest Stephen King films I've ever watched, next to The Mist. And so it, it uh, it's a good one. You guys should check out if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. It's her follow up. Yep. Uh, and he Steve, um, Keen actually wrote the role specifically for him for her after being so impressed with her in Misery. Yeah, I think. Uh, Kathy Bates and, uh, and Nick, Nicholson in The Shining. Mm-hmm. You, Piper, not even over, not even over. Basically, Piper Laurie and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Those are the best performances I've seen. In and they're all good. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I think Piper Laurie steals the show. Piper Laurie was, yeah. Piper Laurie made that film. She was mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. And of course, John Devolta's hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. And it's you know it's such a fun film and such a good time. It's sad we're doing it. After the passing of James Kahn. And, yes, rest in peace, and, uh, rest James Kahn. Rest in peace, James Kahn. And thanks uh, for giving some... us some amazing films and roles. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. Uh, let's see, guys. Thank you so much for joining us in this one. And uh, give us your thoughts and what you thought of James Kahn and his other roles. If you like James Kahn and you like something else you like us to see do that he was in, give us a shout. Maybe we'll be able to get it in there. Um, we certainly wouldn't mind doing it in remembrance of James Kahn. Yep. Uh, listen, guys, thanks a lot for the downloads and everything as usual. Follow us on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. Yep. We're going to wrap this one up and get ready for the Friday 13th Marathon. Oh, yes. All of them, including Jason versus Freddy. <laughs> We're going to do them all. And Jason and Spears. Jason X. Yeah. Jason in New York. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan will be in there. Jason goes to hell. Jason X, the remake, and Jason versus Freddy, Jason on including tour. one through seven, whatever it was yeah. before that. So, it, but you know what? It's gonna be fun. Jason takes on Corey Feldman. That's right. That's right. Uh, wow, how do we go from Misery, Stephen King to? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different type of horror. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to end this one. You guys take care of yourselves. Have a good one. You better. Oh, Paul. When Ian realized that the reason they'd buried Misery alive was because the bee sting had put her in that temporary coma. And when Gravedigger Wilkes remembered how 30 years earlier the same thing had happened to Lady Evelyn Hyde. Oh, and then old Dr. Cleary deduced that misery must be Lady Evelyn Hyde's long-lost daughter because of the rarity of deadly bee stings. My heart just leapt. <laughs> I've known from the very first book that misery had to be born of nobility. And I was right. Yeah. Oh, Paul, can I read each chapter when you finish? I can fill in the ends. Will she be your old self now that Ian has dug her out? Or will she have amnesia? Have to wait. Will she still love him with that special, perfect love? You'll have to wait. Not even a hint? Mm-mm. Oh! Misery's alive! Misery's alive! Oh, it's so romantic! Oh, this whole 
whole house is gonna be filled with romance. <gasps> I'm gonna put on my Liberace records. 